You're listening to the Dirty Dozen Podcast. This week's artist, John Mellencamp. From somewhere in a pink house in a small town. They don't want to be no pop singers. They just want to be your hosts, Rob Heitman and Jacob Newkirk. Hey, everybody. We're no pop singers for sure. Hmm. It's Rob and Jake. Hope you had a good time. Hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. I'd like to just take two seconds to... Give a shout out to Liza Purdy, who's been active on our website, and Alan Campbell, who posted a good reply, uh, and he's been active again. Thank you very much for being involved and spending your time with us. I uh, truly appreciate it. Mm. Now, we're talking about John Mellencamp, or John Cougar, yeah. or Johnny Cougar, or Johnny Cougar <laughs> Mellencamp, or Freddy Krueger Return of <laughs> Jake. Tell mm. me a little about My, uh, Mellencamp and your Mellencamp experience. It's that... Uh... Same thing with the the classic rock that you just kind of hear growing up, and your folks listen to it. Um, I think in particular, my aunt was a big fan, so she was always like <clears throat> putting this on the, the car radio and shaking her fist out the window and just rocking out. So, yeah, that was kind of some more of that upbringing, and you hear some timeless tunes, and then when you get older, you kind of go back and revisit them and, and check it out. But yeah, yeah, I think when I was growing up, it was when I first started to play acoustic guitar. There's a lot of cougar. John Cougar that came up at that point in my life. Small town, pretty easy to pick up. Yep. And you get to sing along and you get right. to have your buddies and just fire it off and start singing. Yeah, it's fun acoustic rock. So. And a lot of Beatles tunes and stuff like that. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, so that's pretty much where I walked in. The 80s, his videos were everywhere. Yeah. You got to see all the videos on MTV. And it was something that everybody liked. He has such a groove to what he does. And I saw him, I was actually working at a, a video rental establishment. For those of you who don't know what video <laughs> rental establishments are, we don't sell equipment or anything. We uh, rent videotapes. And videotapes were precursors to the DVD player. Anyway, I was in there and they had a tape that came in. And it was the Farm Aid uh, 1985 uh. tape. That I brought home and I was enthralled. It, it was just this wide open space all of a sudden that I could watch videotapes of bands, which I you'd have to go buy or do something else. Yeah. With the VCR doing that, it was just amazing for me. And Farm Aid was one of those first concerts that I saw the whole conglomerate concert that they had on the tape. And Mellencamp was a big part of that. And he still is. And he's done a mm. lot of good uh, at least raising money for uh, farmers in the United States. So that's that. So right now we're drinking Curl Ride IPA from Coronado Brewing Company, courtesy of the Hopsy Brewing System. So uh, that's the Hopsy I got, uh, one of the Hopsies I got this month. What do you think? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's crisp, not too aggressive. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah it feels good. It feels yeah. like I'm have a cool ride over cool the ride. surf. Well, no, in the, in the Coronados. I've never been a, a surfer. I don't think I ever will be. There's something about stepping into the ocean and being part of the food chain. Where, <laughs> you know, I was not meant to be at the top of that food chain. And yeah. Why? Why put my Smart toe into that? So anyway, let's <clears throat> go and start. We're gonna do this a little differently. Here's the deal: John Cougar Mellencamp, John Mellencamp, Johnny Cougar, same guy. Twenty-four albums. Yeah. If we went album by album through this whole thing, we'd be here a while. So, I say let's put a little suspense into this. Let's start talking about the top 12 songs by John Cougar Mellencamp. And taking his whole 24 albums into account, starting with our 12th rank and ending at our number one song, which may be similar. It may be different. You'd be surprised. So, Jake, 
why don't we start with your number 12? Here's yeah. Casey Kasem, number 12 <laughs> on the countdown. Yeah, like you said, I was surprised just going through this at how many albums he had that I had no idea. And pretty consistently, too, to this day. It seems like, you know, maybe a few years here and there, but almost every year he's he's been releasing stuff and just had one right the other the other day released. So, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Um, but that being said, it was a lot of albums that um, I didn't pull anything from. And now that we're doing a, a top 12, it just kind of... Uh, focuses on for me more of like the earlier leaning stuff but not too early because that stuff i also don't like so it was a nice little sweet spot in between there when he was making the hits for me so that being said um i think when i was looking at it i sort of went the other way not the other way uh totally obviously the hits that are early on in his career or the fifth album on in his career were were big but i just He had so many albums post, say, Scarecrow. Yeah. And especially once he went into the John Mellencamp where he changed record companies and kind of became his own thing. It's almost like it mm-hmm. was another artist. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to get caught. Like, uh, the way I kind of assimilated, it was kind of like we had Van Halen and then Sammy Hagar came out for the mm-hmm. second half. Van Hagar. His feel is quite different from his John Cougar days and his John Cougar Mellencamp days to his John Mellencamp stuff. So I wanted to, mostly I'm going to still put, you know, a lot of that early stuff in there, but I still wanted to take a couple songs at least and take the best out of that. So people who don't know a lot about some of that uh, will be on my list. Good point. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So why don't we go at number 12? Yeah. um, Well, actually I also want to say, you can't say 12, you kind of have to give the one that was cut out, the 13 on my list now that didn't make it. Sure. Um. For me, that was I Need a Lover. Um, okay. It's a, you know, it's one of those ones everyone hears, but it, it's just like super long intro, two and a half minutes. Um, it just seems a little too long for me. It reminds me of like a, what's that Boston song, uh, Long Time or... Okay. Yeah, long, it's like, yeah, it, just, it takes forever to get going. So that was that his, one... That was his first hit. Yeah, it was. And uh, didn't uh, Pat Benatar or someone... Pat like Benatar that? sang yeah. it as well, yeah. yeah. So that one got the cut. Um so in its place, I got R O C K in the USA, and that one um, is that your number twelve. That's my number twelve. Okay, it's it's uh, it's fun, and I always say, and it you know it starts a lot of fights, but I always feel like John Mellencamp was a, a superior artist to Bruce Springsteen, and I think he kind of waves that American flag as like that the heartland rocker and um, the more important roots rocker than Springsteen. And I think this one it it just kind of is his uh, anthem against. That was number 12. Good job, Jake. Uh, (laughs) So uh, what are you thinking about uh, number 11? I can't believe that that that's number 12, by the way. But anyway, go ahead. What do you got as 11? Uh, my number 11 is Human Wheels, which is off of the Human Wheels album. When I think of some of my favorite songs of his, that's about as the most recent songs, I'll go to that album. Not much anything after that that I'm really into. But, but yeah, it's a good tune. Um, what is song. Human Wheels about, really? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, is it, it about... I think I looked it up and, and read it, uh, but then I forgot. Okay, yeah, no, but Human Wheels... But all that matters is that mandolin solo in it. Yeah, the mandolin's pretty cool in it. All right, well, let's get a little Human Wheels. Mm -hmm. 
All right, that's uh, Human Wheels off of uh, the Human Wheels Human album, Wheels. right? Yeah. The first one that I had is actually off his brand new album, believe it or not. Uh, it's sort of like a dirge, uh, like an Irish folk song. It has like tambourines and fiddles, uh, but it's, it was a cover. It was done originally, uh, well, it was done by Merle Travis originally, but it was done by uh, Cash and his Folsom River, first uh, Folsom Prison mm-hmm. Blues album, and Willie Nelson and Dolly Parton have done it. But he's done a From the Ashes documentary, which talks about the plight of uh, miners, uh, especially as we move further and further away from coal mining, even though we're still doing it a little bit still. But looking down the road and saying, you know, we're going to have to do something. This is called Dark as the Dungeon. So it's on his brand new album. So please check it out if you have a chance. Here's Dark as the Dungeon. I'll give it a little taste. Come all the young fellers, so young and so fine. And sing not your fortune in the dark, dear mine. It'll fall like a habit and seek to his own. Now you can kind of see that that's sort of a, uh, that's what the dirge is. You know what I mean? It's, it feels like it's like yeah. right from from Ireland. You see like a, like a guy in green with a ukulele <laughs> playing it, a uh, little leprechaun. <laughs> oh, because be golly, oh, <laughs> down in the mine. No, no, but it's it's a really it's a great song. So here's a little more. Actually, it paints a really good picture of what life must be like for those guys who do that for a living. And even mm-hmm. today in West Virginia, there's people in mines yeah, and down there is. and, uh, you know, a second away from the mine collapsing or what have you. And yeah. they're really creating the energy that we're living on. So yeah, it's like we were talking earlier about um, how John Mellencamp had that knack for just writing about the, the blue collar worker, just those the people who are in the trenches and just working uh, paycheck to paycheck yeah i had a curl ride come up on me for a second sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> all right i guess i have another sneaks one sneaks up on you uh, yeah it does it does uh my number uh 11 number 11 on the countdown is i'm not running anymore it's on the john mellencamp album this is right where he came uh into a new record contract where he didn't have to do pop music anymore mm-hmm. and he kind of set his parameters and Went out and uh, put his music out. I'm Not Running Anymore really stood out for me. It has that island feel, you know, like I'm out on the island partying and drinking, that sort of thing. And the bass line is just killer in it. So let's, I'll give you a little taste of I'm Not Running Anymore. He doesn't have steel drums, but he probably should. Just, just saying. <laughs> interesting he always does this sort of story type of thing that really draws it draws me in because you can sort of see yourself in that space when mm. they put a, a a name or a conversation through it you can say you, know, you put yourself in there and like hey i'm i'm that name i'm having that conversation yeah it's and a good can, songwriter to be able to do that i mean that's kind of what those old country guys did they weren't like technical guitar players but they could tell a story and just put some music behind it yeah, and, mm-hmm. and they can tell a story in like three minutes, which yeah. is great. Yeah. 
go. That's my my number eleven. I find it funny that you picked that one for some reason. You, what? Did I edit it right there or what? No, just that you picked that song because oh. I remember hearing that song and just thinking it was like I was like, what's with this these samples and dance beat and stuff, dude? But yeah, it just goes to show like uh, different things stack, stand out to people and yeah. I yeah. I don't know. I've always had a sort of vibe for that on the beach, kicking back uh, Margaritaville, Margaritaville sort of thing. Yeah, Jimmy Buffett or. Yeah. A little taste of that, or it's it's always good. It puts me in that puts me in that mood, and it, it kind of broke up what he was doing. Uh, oh, uh, real quick, one thing that you did before that I didn't talk about is the song that just missed my list, which was his 2014 release. It was called Lawless Times, and I saw he had this um, concert that was on either HBO or Netflix or something like that. Uh, it's his plain spoken tour. You can check it out, and this song just jumped out at me, and it it really had a a good feel. So check out Plain Spoken, Lawless Times. That's the one that didn't make my list, so I'm not going to play it here. <laughs> uh, and I'm sorry I threw it in here. I just forgot that uh, I was supposed to do that. <laughs> so I did it at the back end of my first two, not at the front end like Jake did. All right, Jake, uh, I guess you're on number 11? Was it, uh, no, 10? I did Human Wheels. That was 11. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. So my 10 is Rain on the Scarecrow. Not much to say about that one. It's just a, a fun, not fun. It's more of like a darker, uh, moody song. But um, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Okay, written on Scarecrow. This is off of uh, the Scarecrow album. Go figure. Yes. scarecrow you may be hearing that later and you had that at what number 10 that was my 10 yeah 10 okay so uh, are you doing 10 and 9 or yeah i'm on number nine okay. is uh off the uh-huh album uh-huh and it's authority song yeah it's just a rock and roll song through and through it has that cool throwback 50s guitar sound to it and um punk rock lyrics over it yeah, I mean, he was sort of a rebel. He kind of played that rebel card for a while. Yeah, always. I mean, he was married. He got married at 17. Mm-hmm. And he didn't tell his parents about it. And he married a 24-year-old, which <laughs> I don't know if that would be legal in a lot of states <laughs> nowadays. Some Maybe 24-year-old would be in jail right now. But they were waiting until he graduated high school. But people found out early because when you go to the Justice of the Peace for your marriage license, you know what happens? They put it in the paper. <laughs> And everybody knows it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this is the Authority song. <laughs> you know, he, he gets that sort of vibe. He's got that sort of beach vibe or the wipeout sort of. Yeah. I really dig that. But anyway, let's hear yeah, a little bit more. Cool. Let's stop it there for now, because I have a feeling we may hear it later. Just <laughs> maybe. That was number nine on Jake's list. Number nine. Authority song, right? Yeah, right? that's it. All right. Uh, am I up? Yeah, you're up now. You're number okay, nine. Okay, number nine for me uh, is actually off the Uh-huh album as well. Uh-huh. It's called Crumbling Down. Killer. Team. I've listened to this song forever, and I really had no idea what it was about. 
when the walls come from I, I kept thinking of a bible story actually you know same here <laughs> joshua fought the battle of jericho back in sunday school or yeah. uh but it's actually about reagan's deregulation of industry <laughs> in the 80s and how the walls of regulation the deregulation were crumbling down on the poor and everything it's his uh political thing but people have their opinion and that's great so uh, here's a little crumbling down. I'm going to play the beginning a little bit because it's awesome. And that's the truth. There are some people that are no dang good. <laughs> it's just, it's the truth. Uh, thank you, John, for letting us know that. I don't know what it is about Mellencamp songs. It just makes me want to dance and kind of move around. And he's got such a great groove on all that stuff. So that was my number nine, Crumbling Down. And uh, number eight, I'm going to go back to, uh, well, not back. I'm going to go back, way back to the year 2017 (laughs) uh, on the Sad Clowns and Hillbillies album. Uh, and uh, there was a song done by Martina McBride and uh, Izzy Stradlin from Guns N' Roses uh, plays guitar on it and it's called Grandview it's kind of the story of this uh, person who's living in a poor area whose dream is to go out and get this awesome trailer and move it into this Grandview trailer park uh, which is the high end trailer park in the area I guess (laughs) so uh, it's, it's really a good song so uh Let's get a little Grandview here. Well, now that you Guns N' Roses fans, for people who are... Uh, you know, Izzy isn't playing with them anymore when they're playing no. out. Yeah. Uh, but now you know what he's doing. So uh, you can kind of say, hey, I just heard an Izzy Stradlin song. So you can be, be the top dog in your Guns N' Roses <laughs> fan club. Uh, but, but here's a little bit more. Okay. anyway martina mcbride comes in later and uh it's just fantastic yeah i like that song so really check that out it's on the sad clowns and hillbillies album and it's one of these songs you can just grab we have our playlist and i don't know if you know this we have we have two playlists well three playlists that you're going to be available after this episode one is going to be jake's top 12 one's going to be rob's top 12 and you don't have to worry about the jake's one you can grab the rob's <laughs> one and the other one is the the dirty dozen uh, ultimate which is if you're a fan of the podcast and you don't want to have to keep going and finding jakes or going and finding robs it's every song that we talk about on every episode on one massive playlist so you'll have every song we talked about today for john cougar mellencamp next to every song we talked about last week for led zeppelin 
and last the week before that for NXS. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be a little playlist. eclectic playlist, <laughs> yeah. but uh, you can always get it there, and you can always follow along with us. So uh, uh, especially if you don't listen right away the second it comes out, because it'll be out there that you know by the end of the day it'll be out mm. there. So you can just go there and have it ready, not knowing the order, which is the cool thing about having that playlist, because you don't know the order, but you can stop the the podcast and listen to the whole song which is unfortunate with the the way that we have to do it with copyright we have to play it through speakers we can't play it direct to you so it's just being picked up by the mics that jake and i are using and we try to limit to it to 20 seconds or less because we're talking and we're being critical we're doing a critical review on it so we're allowed (laughs) to do that but also we're putting out these spotify playlists we're just going to give all the money to john cougar mellencamp or john mellencamp sorry and uh (laughs) I don't want them to be pissed at me. <laughs> so uh, that was Grandview, number eight on Rob's list. So we're looking at eight and seven for Jake. I'm up. <clears throat> My number eight comes off of his first commercial breakthrough album, American Fool. And it hurts so good. It's just a good song and has uh, those memorable chords that he's famous for. I love the, I love the tacit on that. I mean, the solid drum beat and then it's like that tacit and... Everything stops and the drums keep playing, you know, and it's kind of, it gets, yeah, it gets that stop. Draws you in. Yeah. It's, yep. And the claps, of course. You gotta love the claps. <laughs> anyway, they're so good. Actually, you don't have to play any more than that. That's just fantastic. Right there. <laughs> anyway, I'll play a little more. Yeah, I always tend to like that, the guitar parts and just that drivey little crunchy chord guitars. You know, it's not... Yeah, it's real catchy. It's not like he's doing Yngwie Malmsteen, <laughs> but but the timing and everything he's doing... I was watching this uh, Daryl Hall's house on YouTube, and they were playing Footloose, and they had Kenny Loggins on, and the amount of time that they took <laughs> to line up Footloose, which you wouldn't expect Footloose, oh, no, let's just go no. pick up and play it. But he's like, no, no, no. The keyboard comes in on the third measure, count six beats in, and then you hit it. <laughs> and this comes in and that. And it's the timing was so important to Kenny. And I could imagine that's a lot how John Mellencamp was. Because mm, he's got this curmudgeonly sort of reputation and wanting everything perfect. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, Billy Joel put him into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't know if you know that. It was It's a really interesting introduction speech. If, if you ever want to listen to it, it's, it's really worth it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I'm not going to go into too much, but it's, it's good. We have to keep it on a uh, explicit free uh, you know, uh, episode. All right. Uh, so that was hurt so good. Oh, we're going to listen to one more. I'll tell you. That was the task that I was talking about. Yeah. The whole line of that was it was a goof that his friend said, hey, I bet you can't make a song with the chorus hurt so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so you can imagine what maybe it was about. Who knows? Anyway, that's hurt so good. That's number nine. Is that nine? Eight? Uh, seven? That was my eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah. And my seven is from that same album. 
Uh, I know it's a little surprising to have it appear this this low on my list, but it's Jack and Diane. What? Uh, what is that song about? I've never <laughs> heard that song. Yeah, you might be familiar with it, but according to Jake, this is the seventh best song that uh, yeah, John Cougar ever made. Okay, I mean it's it's vying for a couple positions there, but um, yeah, it's still a great tune. Um, like those the clap samples that is going throughout the whole song mm-hmm. kind of keeps you um, dancing, and that after the bridge. There's that cool choir section. And yeah, let it rock, let it roll, yeah. let the Bible bell come and save my soul. Yeah, That's pretty awesome. So good. Okay, let's hear a little bit. You may hear it later, just guessing. <laughs> Tell me that's not masterful with a, with mm-hmm. a piano like that. Crazy. that's all we have time for (laughs) okay we'll we'll get a little taste of it uh but it's still it's that it's the stop and start it's like the and everything's out yeah space hooks it just has all these so good at it oh it's great and the claps even work surprisingly yeah (laughs) little It's amazing how the, the storytelling is so relatable in that song. Mm. It, once again, it puts you back. It's sort of like glory days for Springsteen. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. That, that it pulls you back into that space. Or theme for an Italian restaurant for uh, Billy Joel. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's that sort of thing where you have that story of the two people getting together. And, yeah. And, I think that's uh, just why it resonated so much with people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so that was your number what? 30? Yeah. <laughs> My seven. <laughs> your seventh. Okay. Okay. So am I up now? Yeah. Yeah. You're okay. Your seven. My seven. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's think. Hmm, I think we've heard this before. Uh, it's about the birth of rock in the 60s in the United States. Mm. And Jake had it rated way too low. <laughs> uh, this is off the Scarecrow album. It's R-O-C-K in the USA. Well, the bonus about the way we're doing it today is that if something's on my list that was on Jake's list earlier or vice versa, yeah, we double plays. you'll get to hear two yeah. snippets of it. So that's great. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's RSCK in the USA, my number seven on the countdown. And number six is going to be a similar sort of situation. This is from the Uh-Huh album. And actually, when uh, Mellencamp wrote the song, it, it was he calls it, the, his new I Fought the Law song and back to his rebellious mm-hmm. days and he's still re- rebellious to this day he, in, in the he had a heart attack in the 90s yep and he still smokes to this day mm-hmm. and he gets that sort of rasp we were kind of talking about before but this is the guy who had a heart attack and he has this mindset that it's good he's 68 so maybe it is uh, that if you, you can smoke, if you work out religiously and are active all the time. And he talks about how he stands up and paints when he's not playing music. That's right. He does and he paint, does yeah. like nine hour days painting. Uh, he actually did this one. It was like 10 by 10, 10 foot by 10 foot. Wow. painting. 
So you can imagine how long that took. Um, but yeah, he's active and he, he does that. So, And you know who he's marrying now? Uh-huh. Meg Ryan. What? I know. Go figure. <laughs> and like he was dating her before and then they kind of went on the outs and now they're back. And now he's 68 years old, uh, engaged for the fourth time, or at least going to get married for the fourth time when it goes through. I thought it was more than that. I think it's only four. So good luck to them. I mean, things are pretty good for John Cougar when he's... Yeah. You know, marrying... Uh, well, he's a stud. So. Meg Ryan. So, uh, here, let's get a little authority song. That's my number six on my countdown. Punk rock. Just notice I get right for the guitar solo. He's so good. I yeah, can listen to that whole yeah, song. It's a great tune. It's just it gets you going, and I can imagine that in a concert. Man, uh, rock and roll. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was my seven and six. Now here is six and five, which I'm going to have on my list that you're going to have to hear twice because <laughs> Jake's going on. <laughs> All right, let's go. Just with, the hits, baby. Yeah, let's go number six. <laughs> uh, another one off Scarecrow, "Lonely Old Night." Um, mm-hmm. Not much to say about it. It's just a good tune. Okay, let's get a little of that. got that idea from that was the hmm. paul newman movie uh hud oh HUD, yeah yeah i was reading somewhere that was his favorite movie and he watched it, like all the time and i think there was more songs than just this that he wrote um kind of oh, okay. inspired by that yeah because i think there's something he said so it's going to be a lonely all night yeah i'd say maybe i could have switched that with jack and diane oh, i don't know <laughs> that was clearly a more popular song than jack and diane <laughs> i'm just kidding uh okay we'll just give it let's just he, he didn't hit the chorus at all and I kind of feel bad for Jake, so let's get a little redeem. We gotta, gotta just get up. We'll give her like a, a ten second shot of the <clears throat> chorus here. Okay, so that that was for Jake. Mm. Yeah, my number uh, five now. Okay, it's the All last right. one I picked off Scarecrow. It's Small Town. And just, I think it's like most songs of his, you can tell it's from personal experience growing up in his little Indiana town. Yeah, Small Town is one of those songs yeah. that I mentioned before. I played on guitar quite often. heard a funny thing um okay. after listening to this right now when he was writing that it was like in a different room and there were some people that were listening because he's just on an acoustic guitar like working this out and they're just like laughing at how many times you could say small town in a song because <laughs> it is kind of silly <laughs> is, it, think is about it a it. new drinking game that we're but, not aware yeah, of every, <laughs> every time take a chug <laughs> okay That's small town. That's at least 15 drinks right there. <laughs> yeah, I think so, right? <laughs> uh, and I have a feeling you it's possible you may hear that later. 
So that was your number five, you said? That was five, yeah. Okay, so five. I'm doing... You're what up. am I doing now? Number I'm five. Five and four. Yeah. All right. And my number five is Hurt So Good. Oh, good choice. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good tune. Uh, Jake's like, it's a good choice because I already had it on I like that one. <laughs> for like number 12 or whatever. It was, it was. my eight. Your eight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hurt So Good uh, off of uh, American Fool. Actually, Marky Mark wanted to do a rap version oh of God. this song. But for some reason, uh, John Kruger said no. <laughs> I don't know why. Good for him. I think that's uh, that would have been just great. <laughs> Although I would love to just hear what that might sound like. Yeah, no, that would be bad. You want me to start rapping? Maybe I can figure it out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was, this was his first true hit, and the, the lyrics are so awesome. And once again, it's just relatable because everybody's been through it, and... It's always interesting mm-hmm. to me that John Cougar tends to bring things to the point, and I think I heard him in an interview say this once, that he doesn't want to get too specific in his songs. He wants to be just obscure enough so people can understand the emotion and can feel themselves mm-hmm. in that space. So, anyway. Yeah, it's kind of what we were saying, too, about he's like a blue-collar uh, musician. It's Everything he writes just comes from that perspective. You could tell it's his upbringing and who he's kind of um, in tune with. Now, actually, after that part, it comes this really cool musician part mm-hmm. that I absolutely love. This is last tense, this next seven seconds or so. Yeah, so tasty. Oh, it's so tasty right here. That whole stop and start. Yeah. It's just, the way he does that is just fantastic. And even the claps work, so there you go. I never know so many claps there are in these songs until today. Okay, so my number four song, uh, once again, song you've not heard before. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Rain on the Scarecrow. It's my number four, okay. four Mellencamp song. It's about time. <laughs> yeah, well, it's got to be there. <laughs> but once again, I, I told you when I was listening to the Farm 8 stuff, and mm-hmm. that song was front and center, and the Scarecrow album, that was front and center. And that was one of the, another one that I had on CD that I listened to quite a bit. Yeah. Scarecrow was one of the best albums. I, I, people say, oh, American Fool or uh huh, uh-huh. and those are great. But Scarecrow for me, it was just was a fantastic album. That's my my pinnacle for him, and I I, I truly love that album. So, uh, Rain on the Scarecrow. Let's give you a little bit later. It's cool. Like each of the, he has a couple of guitars going in there, and each of them has a different part. So mm-hmm. it's like the electrics doing that little, the little walk up. It's really not yeah. a big thing, but it it adds to the the flavor of yep. it quite a bit. Giving them their own space, and the keeps, <clears throat> it's, it, it, it runs together really nice. baritone vocal under there too oh it's everything's yeah. great yeah and 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 it's really 
of the songs that he did, I mean, that one kind of reaches me, and I, in my heart, I'm like, I see the plight of the farmer, and I see yeah. there's states where there's five farmers in the state because it's all corporate owned. I kind of like to see some competition. I'd like to mm-hmm. see these people who had their farms for their entire life be able to hold on to them somehow. Yeah, and pass it down. Uh, that was my five and four, right? And now you're on four and three, right? Yeah, my four. Um, it was one of your picks, Crumbling Down. Okay. It should have been higher up, in my opinion. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a it's good good tune. That bass is just thumping, pulsing along, and driving it. Apologize for not going to the bass part you were talking about at that point, but we'd heard it before, so yeah. I was I was trying to go a little different spot. Okay, when the walls come crumbling mm-hmm. down, all about Reagan's deregulation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, what's next? <laughs> uh, number two is Pink Houses. I think it's an Pink Americana houses. classic. Yeah, one of my favorites. Um, that ain't that America line. I mean, that's just it's. Uh, I feel like this is where it's better than Springsteen's born in the USA kind of uh, one-liners. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mellencamp is, takes it. Do you think Mary Kay sponsored this song? <laughs> Pink uh, Cadillacs. <laughs> Pink Cadillacs for you and me. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> it's interesting how he still keeps he puts you in that scenario and you can kind of see it. I, the way he describes things and the way he does, you'll see it coming yeah, up, yeah. and it just kind of pulls you around around the story and into the story. Was that three for you? That was my number three, Pink Houses. Your number three. So I do three and two now. Uh Uh-oh, we're getting there. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I wonder what song I'm going to do number three. (laughs) It was an anti-American dream song. Unobtainable for all, but he says that people would still appreciate having those pink houses. And that people (laughs) would appreciate things that, depending on where they're at in life, the American dream can mean so many different things to different people. Surprisingly, number three, we we got the we same number it. three. Number three. I thought we were going to be like matching this whole pink time. Pink houses. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> so, okay, let's go. Pink houses. Let's hear a little pink houses. Anyway, Pink House is number three. And number two is another song that Jake had way too high on his list. Uh, It's Small Town, my number two song. He's grown up in Seymour, uh, Indiana, and he he talks about this song as trying to have the coasts relate to the middle America and realize they're not just rubes. There's a reason that people live in that space. 
there's a reason people stay there. Uh, it's not just, you know, everybody needs to be on the East Coast and West Coast to get everything happening. Yeah, good observation. Yeah, so uh, anyway, small town. Uh, we heard a little before. I'm going to push a little bit into it. Yeah, it's fantastic. All right, that was number two, Small Town. Now, Jake, uh, do you want to go with your number two? Yeah, and okay. then we'll do our ones together. Okay, that's All fine. Right. Do your number two. Um, <clears throat> my number two, the last two songs actually I have are from my favorite album, The Lonesome Jubilee, only because these two songs are um, so special kind of to me. But Lonesome Jubilee is your... Wow, <clears throat> I am shocked. Okay. I think it's only because of um, two songs in particular, which we can get to. But Cherry Bomb is my number two, um, and this is what I was kind of talking about earlier with that, how he made fiddles and accordions and auto harps cool and like lead instruments in rock, which it just, um, they usually weren't. So Cherry Bomb is cool. Uh, it has the accordion, fiddle, the girl vocals, which I always, I think he always does real well the, in the chorus. Just a feel good song, kind of nostalgic. Uh, he's talking about 17s, turn 35 and young and improving there's just some some cool lines in there and the video is great because i talked about his dance moves and it's like he's dancing next to a jukebox all the time and it's just and wasn't the song a cherry bomb wasn't it about an interracial couple in the in the video there was an interracial couple but it was about um basically just like a club that you would hang out at when you were a teenager and just um loving life back then okay Has that fiddle he's had that fiddle mm-hmm. player is the fiddle player still playing with him to this day yeah she's he, been playing well I'm, well it's been 19 years so maybe not but it's it's been quite from lonesome jubilee for a long time yeah, yeah yeah and it's so much so that it was like um yeah it was like the hook to a lot of songs so you know it would be hard for band to cover it if they didn't have a fiddle player because there'd be that void there yeah, it would know? just be wrong somebody yeah. would try to pull it on a keyboard and it just wouldn't sound uh-huh, right. yeah but somebody can do it on a guitar yeah. <laughs> anyway <laughs> Is that an accordion? Mm-hmm. Sounds like an accordion, yeah. yeah it is. And accordion fiddle, yeah. Wow. That's okay. what I mean. It's throwing in some weird instruments there, and it still just works. It's interesting that your number two I love song that song. <laughs> is not on my list at all. No? <laughs> it's yeah. not my number one. I don't know why one. that one's, uh, yeah, it's always just been really, uh, it hits. Okay, and your other one? You want me to do my number one? Okay. Uh, you do your number one? Might as well. If it's on Lonesome Jubilee, I have an idea what it is. Yeah, of course. It's it's when I think of Mellencamp, this is like the tune. The video is great. Um, the song is great. Paper and Fire. And again, has like violin, banjo, accordion, that black girl backing vocal in the chorus, which he just did a lot and sounded so good. But my all-time favorite John Mellencamp song is this one.
Okay, that's all the time we have. <laughs> but, but the, Those the, long intros. Is, is, it, is it that keys or is that... Uh, that's a violin there, which is... violin? Really? Yeah. Okay, which yeah. is, again, like if you don't have a violin player, uh, yeah, you can't play this tune. Okay, well, I'll play a little more, but I'll jump ahead a little. I can see why you like it. I mean, with the, the drums just like... It killing this. Yeah, so good. It's just driving. It's got those like you know, the the bluesy kind of feel to it, the twang, and it just yeah, it hits at that chorus. Once again, not on my list. It I'm so blown it, away. It, it would have been on my list if I didn't do that more recent album thing. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. It was That's on where the, you it went like, It was on the cusp of everything, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just didn't quite make it. Wow. Okay, so we're down to one left. One song left. One song that we heard before. The <laughs> Jake hat way too high. And anything other than one for the most identifiable song ever from John Cougar Mellencamp. <laughs> uh, that actually, it was so popular that Weird Al wanted to actually do a parody of it. And he asked John Mellencamp for it. And John Mellencamp was so excited, he said no. <laughs> he wanted to make it uh, Chuck and Diane to make it about the, the, royal, the royal wedding couple. Anyway, oh, that's clever. Uh, and this song, actually, Jack and Diane, when it was originally written, was meant to be an, about an interracial couple. And the lyrics were actually different to kind oh, of bring yeah. that out. Because it wasn't a football He wasn't a football player. It was, he, he was an African-American, or mm. I don't know how he said it in the, in the thing, but it was a... A heavier song than it ended up being and they just didn't want to push too many boundaries because this is back in 82 1982 uh so it was a different world back then and they didn't yeah want to push and that's that. a, a running theme with him in a lot of the videos too like we were saying with um well he, he cherry bomb he, and uh paper and fire when he first started playing black. bars in indiana he had a, a mixed race band mm-hmm. and a lot of times people would be up there and getting into it and he dealt with a lot of racism and he talked about how often he had to get in fights yeah afterward because people were getting on his bandmates and you're in the middle of indiana somewhere and uh there was some racism there yep. and he's been kind of championing fighting that the whole time yeah that's true here is jack and diane the best song ever written by john <laughs> john cougar right after camp. at the time it was john cougar but best song I really like the things when they just trim it back and you get to focus in on the bass and the drums yeah, and with a little bit of guitar, but Give it really space. mild, but yeah. it's just the bass jumps out there. So I just a little bit more. funny i had the number one song but i played it as if it were jake's number one song because i played all the cool drum parts <laughs> <laughs> well those are important parts of so that song. anyway 
John Cougar Mellencamp, we're done. Yeah. That's it. So do you want to walk through your top 12 again? Start from 12 to 1? or I'll, let, let me go do mine first, and then you can do yours. My number 12, just to recap, was Dark is the Dungeon from Other People's Stuff. My number 11 was I'm Not Running Anymore from John Cougar Mellencamp album in 98. Then it was Our Country off of Freedom Roads album, which is number 10. Uh, number 9 for me was Crumbling Down off uh, Uh-Huh in 1983 number eight was grandview off of sad clowns and hillbillies uh in 2017 check that one out that's what izzy stradlin playing uh rlck in the usa was my number seven authority song was my number six uh number five was hurt so good off of the american fool album number four was rain on the scarecrow from scarecrow number three was pink houses number two was small town and number one, the best song ever <laughs> written by John Cougar Mellencamp, uh, or John Mellencamp, as we know him today, is Jack and Diane. So, Jake, uh, can you do your rundown from 12 to 1? I don't know if I can. Mine's so out of order. You know, I'm just going to say, never mind the whole list. Go listen to Paper and Fire and Cherry Bomb. And for extra credit, just watch the videos. Okay. The end. Uh, all right. Paper so, and Fire, best song ever written by a milk. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was your vibe on the on the Cool Run IPA? That was a good one. It was tasty. So uh, I'm asking everybody out there, uh, we're getting ready to, uh, our next one we're going to be doing is uh, a band from England, a famous band from England, oh, yeah. but actually it's not, it's not the one you're thinking of, or uh, it's not the, it's not that one either. Uh <laughs> Or that one. <laughs> it's 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 an '80s band from England, and they have an odd number of arms. Yes, yes. The drummer is only one arm. Uh, Def Leppard. We're gonna do uh, Def Leppard next time. I'll do our Dirty Dozen for them, and um, that one we'll do straight like we used to. Unless you like this format, so let us know if you'd rather just do this twelve to one format. Uh, although it seems to be confusing Jake a little bit. It is. I can't. <laughs> My contacts are blurry. I don't know what's happening. But. Uh, uh yeah we can we can do that and please if you have a beer that we should be drinking next episode buy it uh, for us let us know you buy it for us and give it to us uh, but uh you don't have to do that but just let us know what beer it should be and we'll try and uh, get on it at least in the next couple of uh podcasts thank you for being a listener we truly appreciate your time uh i know there's plenty of other things you could be doing and i really appreciate it so i will see you in another two weeks uh god bless